Well, today in the life of our church, we have a special guest today. I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, um, my mind just went blank, Chosen People Ministries. And uh, they reach and, 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 and reach out to Jews and share Jesus Christ. But not only do they do that, they come to churches like ours to, to teach us and, and to remind us of, of some very important uh, uh, Jewish traditions or, 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 or some of the, the feast and how they apply to us today. We are delighted to have uh, a young man that has been here before. Uh, he told me, Preston, he was in the Ukraine just a few weeks ago. And, uh, but uh, uh, how is your Russian? Daryl, how's your Russian? Good? Okay. I, we're checking. We're checking. Okay. Well, today we're delighted to have Rabbi Boris Golden. Uh, he was here about five years ago and shared on a Sunday night. Um, and uh, we are delighted to have him today. He is going to share a little bit about uh, Chosen People Ministries. He's also going to preach God's Word to us today. And uh, if he preaches what he preached this morning, you're going to be blessed. I've heard it. Uh, you're going to be blessed. So, Rabbi, come and share with us today. We make sure we get your mic on this time. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom, y'all. Howdy. <laughs> Try to put together two of my languages, Hebrew and Floridian. <laughs> my name is Boris Golden, and I am Messianic rabbi and missionary with Chosen People Ministries. So this is joy and privilege to be with you, people of God, and share with you Word of God today. And as Pastor mentioned it today, have just two ways to give my message to you. Either speak in my broken English or straight Russian. So it's up to you which way you want to hear me. English. English. Thank you. At least you have few wise people here. <laughs> but as I promised in the morning service, if somebody of you did not understand what I said, please tell me right away, and I will switch it to my Russian. <laughs> Promise. Well, Prophet Isaiah in chapter 55 saying, searching for the Lord when he is near. And we as believers thinking, if we need God, we have to call him, and he will be right away in our possession. This is true, just part of the truth. Because I strongly believe when God calls us to come to his presence on his appointed time, we have to do so. But unfortunately, we forget about this. In chapter 23 of Book of Leviticus, we have eight God's appointed time. I'm not sure are you familiar with that portion of the scripture, but this is very, very important portion of the scripture because this is not only God's appointed time, the time when people who believe in God, not only 
Jewish people, not only people of Israel, but I believe everybody who's saying that they believe in God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and who carry this book as a book of life, they have to follow those appointed time. And this is not only his celebrations, but I believe this is his way of salvation. As a Christians, be very proud and care about our personal salvation. And this is true, this is very important, but this is just small talking of God's plan of salvation. And through this entire feast, we can see his plan of salvation in first and second coming of the Messiah. There is two big groups of the feast, one for the spring, one for the fall. For the spring, we have Passover, we have uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and we have Feast of the First Fruits. Then one in the middle is called Shavuot. You know better this as the Pentecost. And then three in the fall, Day of the Judgment, Day of the Atonement, and the Feast of the Tabernacle, Feast of the Boots. And all those feasts are fulfilled in the first coming of the Messiah and will be fulfilled in the second coming of the Messiah. Today, I would like just concentrate on one feast, on Feast of the Boots, Feast of Sukkot, Feast of the Tabernacles. Why? First of all, because of the season. We just celebrated this feast a couple of weeks ago. Second of all, because everybody are curious what's going on in the end of the time. And I guess it's going to be a good application for us to better see and understand God's plan for us. So, Please open your scriptures on the book of Leviticus, chapter 23. I will read from my complete Jewish Bible. You can read from your own translations. Words may be different, but hopefully you will understand the meaning. I will read from verses 39 and later. But on the 15 days of the seven months, when you have gathered the produce of the land, you are to observe the festival of Adonai seven days. The first day is to be a complete rest, and the eighth day is to be complete rest. On the first day, you are to take a chosen fruits, palm fruits, seed branches, and river willows, and celebrate in the presence of Adonai, your God, for seven days. You are to observe it as the feast to Adonai seven days in the year. It is a permanent regulation, generation after generation. Keep it in the seven months. You are to live in Sukkot for seven days. Every citizen of Israel is to live in Sukkot. So that generation after generation of you will know that I made the people of Israel live in Sukkot when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. 
I am Adonai, your God. Few very interesting things to notice here. First of all, this is feast for seven days. Uh, you know, our people in uh, my congregation, when they apply for the new work, they always think, I have to celebrate the feast from the Bible. And employers very often did not recognize what they're talking about. But when feast comes, they say, I have to celebrate for seven days. And employers think, what? But that's what God said. So I encourage everybody of you who wants to celebrate feast for seven days, just join us. But nevertheless, it's saying it's going to be generation after generation for you. And we have to do a few things. We have to have a few branches from different trees, including palm tree. And we have to have a chosen fruit. It's called a trog, sort of lemon. And we have to gather it together and wave it before the Lord. And please remember this moment because we will come to this part later on. Then it's saying that we have to live in sukkah, booth, tabernacle. Very interesting dwelling. It's not permanent dwelling, it's temporarily dwelling, sort of shelter but very flimsy shelter. There is no four walls, it's just three walls. There is no ceiling, just few branches above. What the purpose? We have to live there and experiencing our dependence on, of God. Why? Because when you sit there, when we, you eat there, when you sleep there, you have to make this as your home for seven days. And rain can come, and sun can go, and wind, and everything is all around you, and you will feel it that you are living in very flimsy, temporary dwelling. The purpose, we have to remember what God has done for people of Israel when he brought them out from the land of Egypt. Remember, when they've been in the wilderness, they've been hungry. And who provided? God provided. They've been thirsty. Please don't fall asleep yet. It's early morning. Just concentrate a little bit, a few more minutes. When they've been thirsty, God provided. When enemies attacking them, God defends them. Victory was belongs to the people of Israel, but God fought for them. Everything was because of him. And when we are living within seven days in those flimsy tabernacles, we have to remember what God has done for us. If we will live in such a kind of conditions and remembrance, believe me, our faith in God will be much stronger because we will feel that not by our hands, not by our powers, but because of him. 
and very interesting that within those feasts, Jewish people uh, has a lot of traditions and rituals. And Yeshua, Jesus, was part of those celebrations. Through all New Testament, we can read that he celebrates Feast of Passover, he celebrates Feast of Purim, he celebrates Feast of uh, Yom Kippur, and of course, he celebrates Feast of Sukkot. And if you will go to the scripture, you will see it. Remember, chapter 7, book of uh, Gospel of John. We can read it, that the whole chapter, it's talking about how Yeshua was participate in the Feast of Sukkot. But from verses 37, it's talking about how he explained to the people of Israel how he will fulfill it, those feasts in the past and as well as the future. Now, on the last day of the festival, which call it Hoshana Rabbah, Yeshua stood and cried out. Let's step, stay here for a moment. Hoshana Rabbah. Uh, I've heard many times in people shouting in the churches, Hosanna. Did you hear it? Anybody has clue what does it mean? Osana, when you're shouting this? A any gaze? We have experienced people, of course. <laughs> they are my students from the morning service. Osana, in Hebrew more correctly pronouncing Hoshana, means save us. And this is traditional crying traditional shouting in the time of the Feast of Sukkot. Why? Because on seventh day of the feast, huge procession came down from the Temple Mount to the Pool of Shalom. Everybody has a jar. They pick it up, the water, and going back to the Temple. Priests pour it out this water over the altar. They cleanse the altar from the early sacrifices. And at the same time, high priests pray to God for rains. Israel depends on the rains. So God, uh, the priests pray that God will send early and late rains to the people of Israel. And Yeshua had seen it. He knew it about this tradition, and that, what is his comment? If anyone is thirsty, let him keep coming to me and drinking. Whoever puts his trust in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from his inmost being. So he said to, to the people of Israel who came to celebrate Sukkot, you are praying for the water. You need water. You need rain. Came to me. I am the source of living water. And if you will come to me from your inmost being, rivers 
of living water will come out. Of course, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Another very interesting uh, thing, Yeshua mentioned it, was when he came to celebrate his last Passover. When he came to celebrate his last Passover, he came on the donkey. And when people of Israel have seen him, when he came on the donkey, they recognized that he is the Messiah. In Jewish mind, when you say, I am the Messiah, it doesn't mean that you have to make any kind of miracles. It's not necessary. But what is necessary, you have to fulfill the prophecy. Prophet Zachariah is saying that the Messiah should come on the donkey. And when people of Israel have seen Yeshua coming on the donkey, what they have to do, they grab the palm branches and began to wave it. My students, why? Why they did so? They recognized the Messiah. When Messiah came, what we have to celebrate? According to the Jewish teaching, they have to celebrate Feast of Sukkot. Remember, we have to have a palm branches and another branches and wave it before the Lord. That's exactly what they did. Forget about Passover. We have to celebrate Sukkot because Messiah is here. And Sukkot is feast of Messianic kingdom. This is what our rabbis are teaching. Another great uh, tradition on this feast, it was lighting the menorah. Four huge 75 feet tall menorah should be lighting on the uh, yard of the temple. Every house in Jerusalem lighting the candles. It was like a beautiful, bright picture in the night. And Yeshua knew it and what he said to his disciples. Yeshua spoke to them, uh, chapter 8, verses 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light which gives life. You're lighting menorahs, you're lighting candles, you want to see light. I am the light. That's what he said. I am the light of the life. He fulfilled that feast on his first coming. But there is much more will come. Remember, when he was ready to leave the earth and going to his father, he said to his disciples, I'm going to my father and place is ready. But if place is not ready, I will build the place. I will build the permanent dwelling. My dear brothers and sisters, we are still living in flimsy sukkah. Our bodies are very temporarily shelter. The permanent shelter is on the heaven. Go with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 21. John has seen the vision, and that's what he said to us. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth, 
For the old heaven and the old earth has passed away, and the sea was no longer there. Chapter 21 from first verse. Also, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, the permanent dwelling coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, God's shekinah, God's presence is with mankind, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and he himself, God with them, will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death, and there will no longer be any mourning, crying, or pain, because the old order has passed away. This revelation is talking about the time after Messianic kingdom, the time when permanent dwelling, the new Jerusalem, will come down from new heaven. We're still living on old earth, under old heaven. And that's why old order, the scripture, what we have today, the word of God, is still in force. But when new dwelling, new permanent dwelling, not flimsy sukkah, but new permanent dwelling, city of God, when we will live with him and he will be our God, will come down. No death, no tears, no pain. But till then, we have to follow what scripture is saying to us. It's not only for Jewish people, not only for the people of Israel. Believe me, it's for all nations. For all nations. Just turn with me to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14. And this is going to be the last passage what we're going to read today. Zechariah chapter 14, I will read from verses 16 to 19. Finally, everyone remaining from the all nations that came to attack Jerusalem will go up every year to worship the king Adonai Tzavot. It's talking about the battle of Armageddon and the beginning of messianic thousand-year kingdom. And keep the festival of Sukkot. All nations will celebrate Feast of Sukkot. If any of the families of the earth doesn't go up to Jerusalem to worship the king Adonai Tzavot, no rain will fall on them. If the family of Egypt doesn't go up, if they refuse to come, they will have no annual overflow from the Nile. Moreover, there will be the plague with which Adonai will strike the nations that don't go up to keep the festival of Sukkot. This will be the Egypt punishment and the punishment of all the nations that don't go up to keep the festival of Sukkot. So we have to learn it. We have to observe it. We have to keep it. That's why I'm here. That's why Chosen People Ministry help churches better understand deep Jewish roots of your traditions and the scripture. I hope every family of your church 
have our brochures. If you don't have it, please raise your hand. Uh, may I ask, uh, please keep your hands up if you don't have it. Those of you, okay, there is few people up front. Uh, those of you who have it, please open up the brochures. You can find some information about our ministry. Our ministry has been established by former Orthodox Hungarian rabbi Leopold Cohen in 1894. So coming uh, January, it's going to be our 125th anniversary. What we're doing for this long period of time we are doing any kind of evangelism and discipleship. We are printing, con uh, planting congregations. We are doing Bible studies. We are doing seminars, one-to-one -one work, street evangelism, you name it. We have wonderful evangelistic opportunities. And if somebody of you, especially young people, if you have fire in your heart, and if you wish to read Jews and Gentiles for the glory of God, we will teach you, we will equip you, we will give you opportunities to be on the streets of New York, Miami, or even Jerusalem. Another great opportunity with our ministry is tour to Israel. And I would like to tell you in advance, it's going to be a life-changing event. You will see Israel through Jewish eyes. On the back, you can find some information about me and my wife and how we can work together. Pray. Scripture saying we have to pray one for another. As a missionary, I'm staying on the front line of spiritual warfare for the souls of Jews and Gentiles. I'm working a lot here in the United States, in Israel, uh, in Germany. I just came from Ukraine. Russia, guys, I need your prayerful support, as well as financial support. Without your help, people, I can do nothing, even if I will be the best possible missionary in the world. You are the body. I'm just your arms and feet, and only together we can accomplish commandments from the Scripture, bringing the gospel, especially for the Jews, and equally for the Gentiles. Learn more. I have a book table with some unique materials. Uh, let me introduce some of my books to you. I have brand new uh, Jewish calendars. You can enjoy the calendar for upcoming Jewish year as well as beautiful pictures from Israel. And this is for the same one price, $5. Today we talk about uh, one of the fall feasts of Israel. I have materials, I have books, which are going to give you much more information how and why we have to celebrate fall feast of the scripture. I have materials which are going to show to you how we can see Messiah in his first and second coming from all feasts of the scripture. Many people are curious what's going on in the Middle East. We have books which are going to explain to you from prophetical perspective what the nature of Arab-Israeli conflict. 
Of course, it's anti-Semitism. And it's still in the church as well, unfortunately. We have teaching materials like this book. This is Messianic commentary on the book of Daniel. Famous after Joel Rosenberg. We have numbers of his book. It's talking about Israel and the future. And the last but not least, I highly recommend you our bestseller, Isaiah 53 Explained, how one chapter can change your life. Great, great, great evangelistic tools for Jews and Gentiles, how we can see suffering and dying Messiah just from one chapter of the book of Isaiah. Why do we need this knowledge? Because with this knowledge, we can go and witness. You can go and witness, especially for the Jews and equally for the Gentiles. Now, I would like to encourage all of you to follow all chosen people ministry tradition, which call it tear off the brochures. Please, not this way. No, 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 no. Just follow me. I will count one, two, three in Hebrew, and we will tear off that small portion of the brochure. Please be ready. Echad, Shtaim, Shalosh. Give me good noise. Very good. Please keep this big portion of the brochure for yourself. With this small portion, please take a moment. Take your pen or your pencil and please print. Please print your name, your address, or your email address, and you will begin to receive my personal prayer letter, and you will know what's going on in my ministry to Jewish people, what you can pray about. On the back, please mark those programs in which you're interested in, and please return those slips back to me with your love offering, and may God bless you. Pastor. Thank you. Just as you heard today in the book of Leviticus, our earthly bodies are temporal. In other words, they're temporary. We cannot do all things by ourselves. God is there. The lesson God was trying to teach the, the Israelites is the importance of depending upon God. And we said, well, they didn't listen very well. Well, at times, we don't listen very well either, do we? And the importance of depending upon God. God is bringing us a new structure, one that will last forever. And, you know, we need to look at ourselves and to see, are we dependent upon God? Are we looking to God? Are we praying to God? Are we asking him to help us in our life? We, you, we cannot do it by ourselves. But God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. And so, as we have heard this morning from, from Rabbi Boris Golden, we need Jesus. We need him in our lives. This is what they're sharing to the Jewish people, but also we need to see that in our life, I know we try to do a lot of things on our own, but Jesus is the only way he is our hope. He is 
the only one that can show us the direction we need to go into our life. And so as we sing this song that's coming up, if you want to come to pray at the altar, or if you'd like to come talk to me or to Brother Preston, and we pray with you, you come as we sing. And as we sing in just a moment, after we do that, I, uh, we will have, as you go out, uh, some of our men in the back for you to give, if you want to, an offering to this ministry. Let me tell you, it, it's worthwhile. It, it's a ministry that is reaching and, and, and teaching people about Jesus Christ. And so if you want to give to that today, uh, you'll have that opportunity when you leave this morning. Also, uh, Rabbi Boris will be in the back, and he can share with you, talk with you more. If you're interested in some of the books, he will be back there uh, about that. So let's stand and sing and allow God to speak to us during this time.